Welcome to Rhema for Today. And so then it's very interesting that in connection with the Holy Spirit within, the life of Christ within, there is a, a, a number nine involved, a ninefold blessing, and in connection with the Holy Ghost upon or the baptism of the Holy Ghost is number nine. Now notice that the nine fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is because of the life of Christ within, in the person of the Holy Ghost. You see, John's Gospel, 15th chapter, Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. And again, one of the very first fruit of the Spirit is love. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Spirit Within and the Spirit Upon, Volume 2. Next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, if you have your Bibles with you again today, you could open them to texts that we use during this seminar. John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, Acts, the first chapter, and then in our studies we are right now in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. So you can find those three openings. First of all, in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, Jesus said in the 16th and 17th verses that I will pray the Father and he'll give you or send you another comforter. He went on to say, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it knoweth him not, neither seeth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Then in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. And so uh, we have established the fact that there is a dual working of the Spirit of God in the life of the believer. First of all, in the new birth, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, Christ literally, physically couldn't be in you because he has a resurrected body that's flesh and bone and is seated at the right hand of the Father, but through the person, the power of the Holy Spirit, thank God he does indwell us. Christ in you. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, then he said he's not of his. The Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, our Holy Ghost, as he's called, is all the same. And uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost in us. Thank God for the new birth. Thank God his spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. But then there is an endowment of power from on high. Jesus said to the disciples, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued. Didn't say till you be converted. Till you be endued with power from on high. We call it the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the Acts of the Apostles, as we examine the five different references where they received this experience, we notice it was also called being filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. We found it was called the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Now, you see, though there is the work of the Holy Spirit in the new birth, yet that's not called receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's called receiving the gift of eternal life. Though there is the work of the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that imparts eternal life to us through the Word of God. But that's not called receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paul asked those disciples down there at Ephesus, said, you received the Holy Ghost since you believe. And then it's also called receiving. There in Acts, the eighth chapter, then they, Peter and John, laid hands on them, and they, the Samaritans, received the Holy Ghost. Well, now, that doesn't mean that the Holy Ghost was not at work in the city of Samaria beforehand, because he was. Because Philip preached the gospel unto him. Anytime the gospel's preached, the Holy Ghost is there to bear witness. And the word of God said that they gave heed, the Samaritans gave heed unto Philip, both seeing and hearing the miracles which he did. Well, how did he do them? By the power of the Holy Ghost. If he didn't, everybody in the world could do it. Amen. Isn't that right? Every human being could do it. But they both saw and heard the miracles which he did. So the Holy Ghost is not mentioned, yet he's there at work. And then the Bible said, when they, the Samaritans, believed the preaching of Philip concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. They were baptized, that is, baptized in water, both men and women. So they were saved then. Because Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believed and baptized shall be saved. And so the Holy Spirit then is the one that imparted eternal life unto them, recreated the spirits and made them new creatures, though he's not mentioned till, till that 17th chapter when Peter and John laid hands on him. And this is a very interesting thought here that will let you know the Bible said in the 14th verse of that 8th chapter of Acts, Now when the apostles which abode in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who were neighbor come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Now notice this, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Didn't say he wasn't there working. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. And so then it's very interesting that in connection with the Holy Spirit within, the life of Christ within, there is a, a, a number nine involved, a ninefold blessing, and in connection with the Holy Ghost upon or the baptism of the Holy Ghost is number nine. Now notice that the nine fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, you see, the fruit of the Spirit is because of the life of Christ within, in the person of the Holy Ghost. You see, John's Gospel, 15th chapter, Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. And again, one of the very first fruit of the Spirit is love. The very first fruit of the recreated, born-again human spirit is love. John said, we know we pass from death unto life because we love. But then in connection with this experience of being baptized with the Holy Ghost or receiving the Holy Ghost, there is also a, a list of nine given us here in 1 Corinthians 12. We call them nine gifts of the Spirit. And loosely, generally speaking, that would be true. It's better to call them manifestations. You notice that seventh verse here in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to profit every man with all. 
Now then, let's, uh, let's back up just a little bit and reiterate something else because it's sort of new thinking for us. It's different than what you ordinarily hear. Begin with the fourth verse and read down through the seventh now. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all, but the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, you see, actually, he's literally talking about three different things. He's talking about gifts. He's talking about administrations. He's talking about operations. But he calls all of them manifestations. Notice that? Now, of these nine manifestations of the Spirit, and as I said now, speaking generally, they are gifts in the sense that anything that's given is a gift. But actually, four of them are really in the Scriptures designated as gifts. And that is prophecy, diverse kinds of tongue, interpretation of tongue, and gifts of healings. Three of them, you'll find, are designated or are actually administration. That's the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discern the spirit. Two of them would come under the operation, that is, the uh, special faith and the working of miracles. Now, uh, we looked at some length about the speaking with tongues because speaking with tongues is a very varied subject. And though tongues are all the same in essence, they're different in purpose and use. And we found that there were at least three scriptural uses of speaking with tongue. Number one, always manifested when folks receive this experience of being baptized with the Holy Ghost or filled with the Holy Ghost. Then secondly, tongues are used in worship in a private manner for you in worshiping God and singing, in praying. And if we were studying on the subject of prayer, we'd go into great detail about that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost in this area of life. Amen. Paul said, if I pray, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayers. Hallelujah. Thank God for the privilege of our spirit praying apart from our understanding. And then third use of speaking with tongues is, is in addressing the church with the sister gift of interpretation of tongues which is equivalent to prophecy. All of them are inspired utterances, are utterance, and all of them are prophecy, actually, in its varied form. Remember Paul said here in 1 Corinthians 14, Greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret, talking about in the church, you understand. Now notice he said, except he interpret. So therefore, he's just simply saying that tongues with interpretation is the equivalent to prophecy. Sometimes we call it prophecy. Then we'll notice that uh, when it comes to the gifts of healings, that they are in the plural. And I don't know that any of us know. In fact, I know we don't. Because Paul, who wrote this himself, said he didn't know everything. He said... Right here, sandwiched in between the 12th and the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul said, we know in part, and we prophesy in part, didn't he? Remember reading that? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagen entitled The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagen Burns entitled Holy Spirit, The Ultimate Best Friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. I want to call your attention to something. We call it Rhema College Weekend. It's April 24, 25, and 26, Friday through Sunday, yes. where you come to the Rhema USA campus. You get to attend classes. You meet with instructors. There's a luncheon on Friday. Yes. Friday night, there is a fun night and then tour the campus. There's information on jobs and housing. Yes. And then at the Sunday morning service at the Rhema Bible Church, mm -hmm. you can be a part of that. If you want to know about anything that's going on with Rhema, you just go to rhema.org. Yes. It comes up. You that's can find right. whatever you need. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on the Spirit Within and the Spirit Upon, Volume 2. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.